Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten this week by Splunk. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in this episode, we're taking a look at the current state of adoption by federal agencies of the Department of Homeland Security's Continuous Diagnostics and Mitigation Defend program, which aims to move agencies beyond asset management to more dynamic security control monitoring. And we'll take a look at how agencies can take greater advantage of CDM Defend to gain a bigger picture of who and what is connected to their networks and their overall operations. Our guest today is Frank Demina, Vice President for Splunk's Public Sector. Frank has more than 20 years of experience leading technology organizations, and he's played an active role over the years working with and helping federal agencies to take greater advantage of their technology. Frank, thanks for joining us and welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Let's just set a foundation here. What kind of security data are agencies actually being asked by DHS to collect and deliver as part of the CDM Defend program? That's a great question. A big value of this program is the data that is being collected and exposed. There's basic value stacks here. There are a big focus on assets, data collected to create the master device record that tells the government what is on the network. And a lot of work has been done to identify information assets and particularly high value assets or HVAs. And early on, this provided some great learning and insights and maybe some surprises to different folks at the agency and DHS level as they got a handle or visibility to what is on the network. They also collect data on who is on the network, so user and identity data. And this is used to create the master user record of the program. But all of this data collection was designed around a very specific set of data that was put in place to meet the requirements of the CDM program, and and in particular, to support the dashboards, both the agency-level reporting dashboards and the federal dashboard. But the but, and there's a but here, is that there's an incredible amount of untapped value in that data. There's a wealth of additional data, and that additional untapped data may not be center stage for what's the purpose of the program today, which is the dashboard, reporting the the risk state of our various different agencies in the federal domain. So fusing that data that's collected, whether it's a device record or user record, with other data sources, potentially things like perimeter traffic or IPS and firewall data, could actually increase the value that the government is getting from this program and help things such as defense or cyber ops. What we're talking about is taking all this great data and operationalizing it, letting CDM become more than a reporting and compliance program. And that's an important nuance there where the data can be used for cyber operations, not just dashboard reporting. Well, agencies obviously have their own cyber priorities. And as you mentioned, many agencies are really focused right now primarily on delivering the data that's required to fulfill the dashboard requirements. But what kind of untapped information are agencies potentially overlooking? That's a wonderful question. I think first off, it's important to understand that each agency or each group of agency has a potentially different stack of tools and technology that have been decided by their prime integrator in collaboration with DHS and the agency itself. So some of the answer to this question depends on which tool stack is implemented each particular agency. For example, one agency may be using Forescout in their CDM stack for their hardware asset management, or another may be using Cisco ICE. Each of these tools 
has capabilities to support the requirements of the program and reporting vulnerability and asset information. But those tools also have additional capabilities that far exceed just the basic scope of the CDM program. And this is where actually we come into play as working with Splunk. We are part of the data integration layer or layer B of the program, whose function it is, is to help collect, normalize, integrate, and export all the data from all these tools and sensors. And that data is being used for dashboard reporting, but that is the huge yet largely untapped source of value to both agencies and DHS. Let me just explain a little bit further there. All of the sensors today in the program are sending their data into this data integration layer, layer B. And this layer was necessary in the architecture to make CDM work because of the volume, the variety, and the velocity of all the data being generated. It's a huge undertaking, but the dashboard itself is not capable of scaling or processing or handling all that data for operational purposes. So this data can be used beyond just the risk reporting and compliance. And because we come in and we provide a schema-less architecture, Splunk can be a universal business adapter here and enable a SOC analyst or someone working on a cyber hunt team to leverage this data that might not have been exposed to them before. And the ultimate outcome here is greater visibility but more importantly, greater fidelity so they can make more informed, smarter decisions with a higher degree of confidence. Well, since the CDM program began several years ago, DHS has pretty much picked up the tab for acquiring and implementing the tools needed to monitor and report all that information that DHS is seeking. But at some point, agencies will need to start covering those costs and decide what to continue to invest in. When is that set to occur and what will that mean for agencies? This is a topic discussion where there's a lot of confusion or misinformation, particularly on the industry side. You know, there is not one specific set date across the entire spectrum of federal agencies that are part of the program. There are several dates that agents will need to keep in mind. And this is really because of two reasons. First, not all of the CDM defend phase task orders were awarded at the same time. So different agencies are working under different task orders that have different periods of performances. And second, within each of those task orders and in some of the earlier task orders, not every agency is getting their CDM solution stack at the same time. There are staggered deployments as it would make sense for the prime contractors to phase in and implement this across the different agencies. So when you talk about timing and when this will occur, agencies need to look at the calendar and understand that, yes, DHS is helping fund those first two years of CDM tools. But that starting point is going to differ and depend on several different factors. But I think even more importantly, agencies and agency leaders should be thoughtful so that they ensure they know what their timeline is for their products they're receiving, the tools they're receiving, and they can plan their budget accordingly. And they can start looking at the associated value of all these tools and determine which tools they essentially need and which tools they have today that might be replaced or modernized by what they're getting for CDM. I think this goes back to the earlier discussion we were having of why it is so imperative that agencies ensure that they're really getting the value out of this CDM technology stack, not just the meeting the requirements of the program today, which is feeding information to the dashboard, but being able to leverage that data and integrate it and fuse it with their existing tool sets to create a holistic understanding of their cyber posture. Well, Frank, talk to me a little bit about how this additional information might translate into wider savings for agencies beyond the security benefits. And can you point to any examples where you've seen that agencies are starting to reap some of these added benefits? 
Sure, there's a number of them we can look back of across the, the life of the program. First off, many agencies were struggling with funds. We know it's a tough time to build out a cyber program across the federal landscape. And you may have been hamstrung by budgeting or resources or, or personnel and staffing shortages to implement a modernized security program. So one of the first benefits is that CDM is helping bring a new stack, a new set of capabilities with system integrator, prime contractor help to deploy them in the right way with best practices. For several agencies, CDM is a separate and distinct set of tools within that agency environment. And one of the, the challenges of this is that keeping those tools separate may be a missed opportunity. For example, at some agencies, there may be multiple tools doing a very similar function. And that means that agencies have a fair amount of cost to maintain both tools and maintain two skill sets. And this is not just about hardware and software costs. You have, you have training, you have skills development, personal. So there's a win here where they were able to not just modernize their environment, but look at where do I have overlapping capabilities and potentially remove some duplication and then reallocate that budget to new initiatives, right? Or, or other cyber priorities that have not been addressed by CDM or across other parts of the agencies. I think the best strategy here for an agency from what we've seen working with them is how do they ensure that they're getting the maximum ROI from this tool set? If they are just letting these tools kind of sit in the corner and supply to the dashboard, that's value from a vulnerability reporting risk posture visibility kind of snapshot. But there's so much more potential to get ROI. If agencies operationalize that data, integrate it with their existing tool set, not just replace or swap in, but integrate it with their existing capabilities, their existing SOC workflow, their existing cyber playbooks, that's how they can maximize ROI and increase those wins. Well, finally, Frank, given all the demands that CIOs and CISOs currently face, how would you advise agencies to at least assess the potential value of harnessing their CDM data beyond what DHS requires? That's a great question. It's a favorite topic of mine. I think there is a wealth of expertise available to our federal partners today. And that's not just from speaking from my organization. Working with the CDM prime contractors and the vendors that have been part of this program for years offers an agency's CDM leader or CISO an incredible amount of expertise and best practices that they can help in optimizing their CDM deployment. With the assistance of the integrators, and industry partners like Splunk, we can really help agencies understand all the new visibility that these tools and these technologies provide. And that's looking beyond just the reporting requirements of the CDM dashboard. You know, the prime contractors and, and vendors like us at Splunk, like we can share these best practices. We have lessons learned from working with so many agencies that have been out front. And for those agencies that haven't started yet, incorporating and integrating the data from all these different CDM sensors and how do I bring it into my cyber operations or my SOC is a real win here is what we're talking about. Now, to be clear, I'm not advocating for spending any additional money or buying new tools. What I'm advocating for is that agencies take advantage of all this information and expertise so that they can leverage the CDM technology more, that they can educate their teams on how to access this untapped value in their data to ask more questions. So it's a team sport, but there's a great team in place to help agencies get the most out of CDM. And I think this partnership is what can help agencies reach that ultimate goal of operationalizing CDM, operationalizing the sensors, operationalizing the data, and see exponential benefits for their cyber program. 
Well, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there. Frank, Damina, thanks so much for joining us to talk about the path ahead for agencies as they begin to take advantage of CDM Defend tools and the data those tools are generating. Thanks for having me. And thanks to Splunk for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage of IT modernization in government on fedscoop.com and our FedScoop radio channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in.